This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Aaron McGowan, certified personal trainer, and has a little bit of a cold. And guess what? Riding solo, y'all. This is The Dumbbells, a comedy fitness podcast trying to bring you guys information, motivation, and a little bit of inspiration. Hey, dumbbells, let's get dumb. Doing that intro by myself is never... Like, you guys, I guess I should show, like, what, how awkward I look when I do it. I'm sure you can feel it. Um, Just a lot of arms. Like, imagine... Um, someone doing like those, like the little snake arm thing. Like that's kind of what I do to get myself through those intros by myself. Um, but enough about that. If you want to send us an email or if you want to follow us on social media, please do. We're trying. Um, our email is askthedumbbells at gmail.com. And you can send us there if you have a long question, something that you, you know, if you're just like just straight up an email person, not an Instagram person, I respect that. Send us an email. Send us a flex. If you like Instagram and that vibe, find us there at the dumbbells. I do have some sort of allergy situation. So if you if you're like, what's going on with that person's voice? I do. I, I hear it. And I'm, you're not alone. Um, so I, I'm sorry. And also, maybe you like it better. Maybe this voice uh, hits the right spot, you know? Um, but I hope you guys enjoy this, uh, this episode. I have interviewed a very funny musician. His music isn't, like, funny, but he is a funny person. Funny person, musician, actor, writer, Welcome to the weight room, George motherfucking Barber. Oh, yeah. Nobody can see me flexing. No one can see you flexing, Um, but I can. Looks good. good. Thank you. See, everything's popping. It's popping. I'm wearing four layers (laughs) of clothing. (laughs) Everything's popping because it's uh, 40 degrees in New Hampshire. Yeah, George, my God, you live in New Hampshire. George is an old friend of mine. We go way back. True, true. Um, but now you live in, in like a beautiful like part of the country that has leaves that change colors. Why are you shaking your head? No, the audience is on a ride with me of beauty and oh. orange flowers. Well, and if the audience and, is mean, on a ride. Leaves. <laughs> Then the yeah. green leaves and yellow yeah. leaves. Hey, yeah, you're right. It's they got bridges. It's Bri- a covered bridges, lakes. It's a little guy. <laughs> it's a little guy. Little guy. Uh, and it's forty degrees. Yeah, it's cold. Still cold. It'll be cold. Um, it'll be cold until mid June, and then it'll wow. Be, okay, that's it'll be further like than 65. I Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be cold until then. And then it's going to be 65 for two weeks and then it'll be 70. And you're like, okay, this is great. And then, uh, and then the weather will be bugs. That's what we'll have. The weather will be bugs and humidity (laughs) and trunk driving. Those will be the weather (laughs) until September. And then you'll get one, you'll get this, you'll get this little day where you'll be sitting outside and the breeze will happen and you'll be like, Oh, is that crispy air I smell from Canada? 
uh-huh. and then it Coming begins right again. In. Then it begins again. <laughs> Man, I mean, it would. So George used to live in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, before he was cultured and went to the East Coast. Um, but what would you say the weather is in L.A.? Because it's like it's like hot with wind. Mm-hmm. Hotter, no wind. Yeah. Hot with water in the air. Mm-hmm. And then Christmas. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Those are the those are the four seasons. The four seasons are has- fire, <laughs> wind, pilot, and Christmas. Pilot season. Yeah. Pilot season. Pilot season. <laughs> Christmas. The holiday season. Pilot season. Fire season. Win. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Man, God, we miss you out here, George. Uh, it's George. When I did a, a band, we were in a, a we funny in a band. band. We were in a funny band. We were in a funny band. Um, I played your mother-in-law. That's true. You remember? I d- yep. I do remember. Yep. And you play every instrument known to man. I play a couple instruments. Yeah. The main ones in this were. Guitar. Yep. Banjo. Yep. Mandolin. Correct. Was that the only three that you I, used during or uh, yes. In yeah. this show? Because yes. it was like a bluegrass band. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then and now you're still rocking on the East Coast. Yeah, I'm still rocking. I'm out here <laughs> rocking and rolling. <laughs> but no, George, for this is a fitness podcast, all right? And if you guys are listening, you have come to the dumbbells and we're talking health, fitness, food, exercise, bodies, muscles, everything under mm-hmm. the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just snacks you like, anything, anything to make our audience, our listeners feel like, hey, I'm not alone. I also like snack wells you know, cookies and was raised on little Debbie's and Tostitos. Did your family, we're going to get right into it. Did your family go through (laughs) the phase? Yeah, you asked me the questions, George. Did your family go through the phase where snack wells were presented as a false alternative where they were like, well, you could eat like 11 of these snack wells because they're healthy, but they were just ring dings. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. My family yeah, did I that do too. I do think that happened to a lot of us. I think uh, so too. That's what it was. So, it was sold as that. Yeah. So of course our families are freaking happy. We can have cake cookies yeah. and be healthy. I'm in. I'm yeah, listening. Yeah. Or like an or like a family sized bag of smart food popcorn because it's like well mm-hmm. it's, smart food popcorn yes. is not that bad for you and it's like you just you put it the, you just put the bag on your head and eat it like a trough. <laughs> For your own survival. Oh my god! Like, ah. Wait, I, I just like got like um a bag of it's called Skinny Pop. Oh yeah, and I got the I specifically got the individual bags mm. because I am a popcorn monster. Yeah, if I same. open the bag, I finish the bag. So I was like, I'll just get tiny bags. This will mm-hmm. be perfect. But now what I have started <laughs> doing is I'm eating two. Like two tiny bags. It's two tiny. Those are little bags. <laughs> They're little bags. But like, but I know that I know I, I, 
I am putting one bag in recycling sure. and one bag in the trash so mm-hmm. that my husband doesn't notice that I ate two. Yeah. He doesn't, one, he doesn't care. Sure. And two, he's not looking. He's not looking for the evidence in, sure. the, in the trash can. Um, listen, so clearly, I have some shame going yeah, on. Yeah. But now I'm a convinced. Yeah, I'm not a doctor so. or anything, but that does sound like some <laughs> shameful. As a person, as a recovering alcoholic, I identify with the behavior. Yeah, you're talking about. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is so. That's oh, that hits. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, George, what is what is health and fitness been like in your life? Let's start like kid, kiddish, kid, teen. Was it a part of your family? I know Snackwells. We have a common thread here. We, oh boy. I'm going to, we ate like if landfills were people. Like if you, <laughs> like the stuff, some of the stuff we ate was scientific in its level of unhealthiness. I used to drink cases of Surge. Do you remember Surge? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. It was, I think you could start a car with it or drink it. Oh my God. Uh huh. Um, no, I mean, so here's the truth. So my, my family, I, I grew up my, with my grandparents and before I came along, they had 10 kids. And so my grandmother, when they were all out of the house, my grandmother would still cook for 10 people. So she would make like a shepherd's pie in like a casserole, like the bit, like I'm, it's the size. I have, I'm at a table right now. It's the size of the table. The audience can't see sure, this, but wow. I'm doing about a, doing about a foot and a half by three foot sheet pan. You look like Jesus from my end. It's a, you know? yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a holy portion of shepherd's pie. And yeah. then we would eat that in square segments until like Thursday. And then like mm, Thursday, wow. Friday, yeah. Saturday, you'd get some, you'd get like takeout, mm. you know? And then, and then Sunday it was like, oh, I made macaroni and cheese, same giant guy. And then you just eat macaroni <laughs> and cheese, like two or three meals a day until you'd get around to like Friday again. And I'd be like, oh, we'll just get Chinese food. And then we'd get <laughs> Chinese food. And then the next Is time. Is that a realistic pizza. voice? Yeah, that's how my grandmother sounds. If you call her on the phone, she goes, hi. That's what she does. That's what she sounds like. She's amazing. You'd love her. Um, But yeah, so, and then, and then also I was, um, I grew up in a, a, I guess chaotic is a a fair and balanced assessment of the household situation. And so like. (laughs) So I was like a, I was a real self-soothy food kid. You know, I would like, I would, I would be squirreling fucking pieces of Land O'Lakes cheese folded up and just being like, (laughs) someday the yelling will stop. And then I'm just eating the fucking cheese. Uh And then, you know, I said, like I said, I'm in recovery. So like portions were never a thing I was really good at. Um, so like a pizza was just you just how is a fucking pizza until you felt awful but then you had physical pain and it made you think less about the emotional pain until you were thinking about both so that's really how it was as a kid it was real i mean you know and whatever and i was a bigger dude i'm like a i come from a i come from sturdy ilk 
So like, yes, I come from big folks. Same. And so as I got into high school, cause you're like, a, you're kind of like, Oh, you're a chubby kid. It's like precocious and chubby fun. Ha ha. And then you get to high school and then I thankfully like went through the the growth spurt. I'm not a tall guy. I'm like five nine, but like my build suddenly made a bit more sense, and I could like it also incorporated being able to be like very physically strong. You know, like I would weight lift Ooh. with the football players because I I thought it was fun. Like I didn't play football, but I would just slam weights. You know, so I was like really good at that. I swear <laughs> to God, like yeah. I know that sounds like yeah, that's funny. I, I love that. I don't mean it to be like braggadocious or anything i just like didn't know and it was just from like my granddad was a mechanic so i would like help him i you know i was like picking engine blocks up and stuff and i don't know because i didn't know you know and we're but and that's how my family is like they're just monsters built for labor um right (laughs) so all of that to say right monsters built for labor i'm writing that's literally yeah (laughs) so (laughs) <laughs> and that's what everybody does still. So like, uh, so that became a thing where I now saw my body as like, Oh, I can, I can do stuff with this body, but I still had a lot of shame about it. I've had a lot of it for years and it didn't really stop until I got tattoos, to be honest. Like that was the turning point for me with, for like body shame. Well, I'm going to, we'll come back to tattoos. Uh, because no, we won't. I want to go that was your to- opportunity to talk about it, and I'm closing the <laughs> no, door. Oh, sorry, crap. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, um, no, but the thought of like just going to weight lift with the football yeah. players and not being a f- and not like playing football, like I would have, I, I think I always wonder about what my life would have been like if I would have found sure. like fitness at a younger age. And so I think like, I'm like looking back, all of the sports teams probably were doing something in the weight room. Right. I remember finding a weight room in my high school at one point and being like, what are people doing here? <laughs> like, what's, what's this? Right, How long here. has this been? Yeah. Here? Yeah. And, but I'm like, Oh, everyone was using right. this. That was like doing sports, but I never would have thought, Oh, I, like, can I just like, work it yeah. and so like do you remember anything around like how you figured that part out sure. or like just like did you happen upon it one day i had a i had a wonderful history teacher who i'm still friends with named um gary linehan and he was one of the football coaches like he helped with and he ran the weight room and i was talking to him about because he was you know i was like our high school was kind of like a movie high school in the sense of like everybody was kind of like buddies. Like by the time we got to high school, we really didn't have like um, proper bullies anymore. You know, we just kind of had like mm. this kid, like the football kids are over here, but then the theater kids got to run the stuff in the pep rally. So there was a weird little ecosystem. And then like, uh, you know, there's like everybody kind of knew there's somebody sharpening a stick in a basement in Cape Cod who's listening to this being like, yeah, right. Yeah, that's not how I remembered it. Um, but <laughs> um, anyway, so but so there wasn't really so everybody it's was. Kinda, I remember. Yeah, yeah, right. So um putting lipstick on, crossing my name out on a list like, uh, yeah, like um, Steve Buscemi. So um. <laughs> So, 
So all that to say, I was in a class with a bunch of the football cats and they were talking about the weight room or whatever. And I think it was just as simple as Linehan was like, you should, you should come down. Like you, you should try, you know, cause if you want, you should try out for football. And I was not into it. Cause I, the town that we grew up in, there were kids that started playing football like at three, you know what I mean? And they kind of, yeah. they became the, the, they were in football for forever and football was their thing. So there wasn't like a thing where I, in my mind, I was like, yeah, I'll walk on and just be like a defensive player or whatever. But I liked the idea of like going and, and lifting weights. And so I just did that. And, and I did it for like a, I want to say I did it for like at least the, until the school year ended for like most of junior year or something like that. Like two nights that's a week. So That's so cool. I, um, I also think like so many people like get into fitness and they're like, well, then what's the point of like, what's the end goal? What's the thing? And I love that you were like, oh, I have been just like picking up engines. So you had been like doing the life part of like what is nice about being strong when, you know, the lady at the vet hands me two bags of dog food and she's like, do you need help out? And I'm like, actually, no, I'm okay. And like, like, you know, it's not as heavy as an engine, but it is like these like tangible life things where you're like, oh, I lift weights. Oh, so that I can do life in a way I want to do life. And you like kind of came at it of the back way, which is fun. You were like lifting weights, but they were car parts. And then you go into the gym and you're (laughs) slamming. Sure. What were your words? Just slamming slamming weights, weights, bro. So... (laughs) Any, any physical, I have to say this, any physical activity or any fitness I've ever engaged in in my life, uh, was entirely a secondary effect to whatever the thing I was that I was doing. Like I was, so Mm. what I mean by that is I was in Kung Fu from the time I was five until the time I was like 18 and I went all the time, but, but 95% of that was that it kept me out of trouble it was like very, it was good discipline. I had like really powerful role models and this is at a place, this place is still open. This is USA Kung Fu Academy uh, in Hyannis, Massachusetts. And uh, my teacher was Sifu Eric Cruz. He's still there. He's still teaching. I just saw him like truly a week ago, which was a wonderful, wonderful experience. But all that to say, I was working out doing that training in that, in that school three times a week at one point for like two hours, every single one of these sessions, you know? And, uh, but like, I just was going, like, I didn't, I wasn't like, I wasn't in my body in any kind of way where I was like, I'm trying to make sure that I'm more, you know, um, flexible or making sure that I'm, I'm punching harder or my cardio or any of that. I was just doing it, you know? So I think I was like maintaining even through my surgeon pizza years by just like doing that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, unwittingly. And and, <laughs> so and in the last like in the last year I've started I've started training in boxing um with Paul Averill at Averill's gym in Concord, New Hampshire. And um kind of the same thing. Like my draw to the sport of boxing has more to do with the lore of boxing as a thing than it does any sort of idea of like you know, I don't think I don't think myself a tough guy. I'm not trying to like be out here, you know, like getting into fights. I did that. I'm not for it. I'm not trying to go back to do it again. Uh, I'm not trying to compete. You know what I mean? I'm just like, again, it's like, 
Well, you do have you have Mad Dog tattooed across your forehead. Listen, so I don't know. That I, <laughs> listen, I don't know. I'm not a tough guy. I don't know. Okay, just because I got <laughs> tattoos on my heads and teardrops under my eyes, they'll make me a tough guy. Um, God. But uh, so anyway, yeah. So, but Mad Dog, Mad, Mad Dog. Uh, if you could refer to me the rest of the interview, Mad Dog Barber. I love that. <laughs> oh man, to pick up a nickname like Mad Dog at 34 would really be a choice. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, my friends, oh, they call me uh, they call me Mad Dog. You can call me Mad Dog. <laughs> yeah, you're one of my friends now? Yeah, if you're Mad a friend, dog. you call me Mad Dog. But if you're an enemy, <laughs> don't talk to me, you know? <laughs> wow, what a beautiful... My, my brother-in-law... This what is, a beautiful dog. This is, uh, <laughs> yes, this is my new dog, Chris. Oh, my God, so handsome. Um, walks on walks on his paws. It's just two feet. Uh, he wa- he saw some human movies and was like, "I want to do that." And smart. so that's <laughs> yeah, so smart. smart. <laughs> it's it's um, it's rescues know when they're rescued. You know what I mean? Rescues they know <laughs> yeah, who rescued who? Who rescued you? Who we'll never know. God, I rescued my damn dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I pay all the bills. Still um, haven't gotten a job. No, that's my that's my brother. Um. <clears throat> He he's here because it's WrestleMania. I love Mad that. Dog, and uh, they're going to Monday Night Raw. Oh, fun! So the fun. final event. They're both uh, dragon ass today. I'll be honest. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> Do you enjoy it wrestling? Have you gotten into it? Oh man! At any point, um, it's I, okay if you say no. Listen, I I if it is the only thing that Jason that will make Jason happy to watch. I will watch it. Sure. And I will be entertained. Um, yeah. I don't know who's trying to call me. We got a lot going on, George. Um, but I, mm-hmm. um, I just watched cause they were on the fourth row. And so they were like, maybe going to be on TV. So I wanted to watch wow. it and see. And, uh, I just kind of thought it's all made up. And now that I know it's like fake, but it's also real because they're not getting like fake yeah. hit, but they are. But now that I know that stuff, I'm like looking at their acting. <laughs> and, sure. And, and uh, the couple matches I saw, I was like, I don't buy any of this. I would need to be really far away <laughs> to buy any of it. And that's okay. Yeah. Like I, sure. you know, but you're on TV. And so be, it's yeah. just a little too much for me. Uh, also, yeah. I'm like, my husband has a spinal cord injury. And so it does constantly mm-hmm. stress me out. You know, these people are. Yeah, that is fair. That's jumping, a very fair take. Landing all every, on the ground. on the, it, yeah, It's yeah, just yeah. a little bit like, huh, huh. it is a good practice. Yeah, breath, sure. Like breath work. That is good. But, um, mm. but after WrestleMania, yeah. I've just been like. Because it's been like on so much, I've just been like wanting to watch like Friends or The Office, mm. like something to make me know that like I am okay, that not everyone is yelling, <laughs> not everyone is screaming, and that yeah, sure. we're all sure, yeah, um, we're all here and everything is okay. Yeah, we're so, all here. I'm very, yeah. I'm very put. ready for, um, <clears throat> WrestleMania to be over, but it is. <laughs> we were talking about like all their bodies, 
And I'm like, all their bodies are mm-hmm. crazy. Here he is. He's back. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> Have fun. Um, but they, you know, they use steroids. I'm like, they're just like, they do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And we, we were talking about like all of the, the Ozempic. Have you heard of the Ozempic stuff? It's like diabetic mm-hmm. medicine that is making just yeah. your average person, the skinniest person you've ever seen. Yeah, I'm finna get some of that <laughs> myself. Do Tell it, you what. Don't do it. Trying to see if I got a cousin <laughs> that can help me out with it. I mean, it's just, uh, it, that, it's, no, so it's I would like never. the extremes, right? It's like the ch- changing your body or like taking supplements to take your, taking steroids to make your yeah. body as big as humanly possible. And then on the other side, to make your body as tiny as possible. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm dealing with over here. A lot of swinging, Oof, a lot of a lot, swinging from the pendulum, from big, strong muscles to mm-hmm. tiny, tiny, tiny people. Yeah. But wait, tattoos. There's more. You want okay, to go back to back. tattoos? So when did you start getting tattoos? Sure. Uh, uh, let's see. 20. When? 2016. 2017. 2017. And you, and you I think, yeah, felt like your many more, your now. like your body, like oh, sorry, what was the thing that you called it? I'm trying to remember and I can't call it. You're like body. I can't either, and <laughs> that's shifted? okay. That's why I should have just kept talking about it. Yeah, my perception, my per, my perception of self in my in this body shifted. Maybe is what I said. It's a, what I'm saying now because that's <laughs> what it happened. <laughs> No, I, you know, I just, I mean, not to, this is well-trod ground and I don't need to, I don't think that I have anything meaningful to add to the conversation other than if there's like other big dudes out there who are actors that it is like, it does feel shitty to constantly see like remarkably handsome dudes in every square. I tried to explain this to what it does to your mental health. I was like, imagine that every imagine the 10 from every county in america uh whoever was a 10 in your school and they all went to one place and so the 10 from like des moines iowa is there they're all just there in every class and category of human being and that's the city of los angeles like in terms of the entertainment world right and so like you're just a you're just like you're just your sense of sort of like it's easy to get into a headspace when you're a big dude of being like oh am i i'm like bordering on the grotesque you know if you're like letting shame and all of your sort of like self-worth stuff be measured that way and it's like deeply untrue like i'm not the biggest dude in the world there's you know there's definitely folks that are bigger and that's also fine and i'm also not the smallest dude and it doesn't who gives a shit but i did feel very like weird and outside of my body and like kind of yucky about it. And then I started getting tattoos and then like recontextualizing my body as a space for art, which I know sounds there's someone who's rolled their eyes so hard <laughs> that they're just, blind. It's um, that and that's same fine. guy in, in Cape Cod. Yeah. Just clean it. Yeah. Just now he's cleaning a rifle and he's like, Oh my God. Um, 
Anyway, but, but no, that was really true where I just sort of started, I started to feel a confidence in myself because I could, I could feel like I had control over the space a little bit, the space being my body and not have it just be about how big or small any bits of me were, you know, like my gut or my butt or anything else, you know, not that I have tattoos in either of those places, but just like, I don't know. It, it didn't make me feel more confident. It's definitely something I think about all the time. I would love to be tough enough to get a, I wanted to get a, a, a there was a guy with a, like a sword, like one of those curved sabers riding a pig. Oh, wow. And it was a flash tattoo and I wanted to get it on my ass. And it's like truly one of the only things that Kate, my wife has ever asked me to not do. <laughs> she was like, she's like, that's please. no, yeah. you not dig Please don't do that. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you got it, babe. Wait, I just asked, Jason just got a new tattoo. It's like a Megatroid. Megatroid? Is that the video game? Do you know about video games? Anyway, it looks like Mm-mm. a little, it, he wanted to get a Megatroid. I think I'm saying the right word. Metroid. Metroid? That's it, Metroid. Is it Metroid? I always get that and Megamind okay. mixed up. Okay. Or join them together. Um, That's right. Metroid. There's like a little like. We sound, we sound 70 years old. <laughs> He got the um. He just sent me an email about it the other day. He got the mega, the mega boy. He got a mega boy on his elbow. He loves it. Kind by saying we sound seventy years old. I sound (laughs) so. I didn't know it either. It took me a minute. What's up, Bell Babies? It's Aaron. I'm interrupting the episode to talk to you guys about one of our favorite sponsors, Athletic Greens. Now, I started taking Athletic Greens because of being a co-host on the Dumbbells. I have gotten to try a bunch of stuff because of being a uh, podcast person and athletic greens was one I was really excited to get to try because it aligned with kind of the life I was trying to lead, which was healthy, paying attention to, I don't know, getting the good stuff in my body, um, taking care of my body. And so I was really excited. And then athletic greens turned out to be an amazing product. So on top of everything else, I got to actually be excited about uh, something we were promoting on the dumbbells. So what is Athletic Greens other than, you know, what all the hotties are taking, okay? With one scoop of Athletic Greens, you are getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. So this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your recovery, energy, focus, and aging. All of those things, okay? So I will say, um, you guys know I talked about it, like I just went on a trip to the Deep South and and they their vegetables are like, just not enough 
like what they consider vegetables is not enough for what my body is used to. And I loaded up my suitcase with the travel packs of athletic greens just so I could make sure I am getting some sort of nutrients in my body, even though it was surrounded by lots of barbecue. Now, this um, Athletic Greens is lifestyle friendly. So if you're eating keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, you are okay here. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. It's like um, a mild, like tropically flavor. It also supports better sleep quality and recovery. So uh, these are just some of the hot and quick health facts. So if you are if you are trying to like take your vitamins, if you're trying to get everything in, maybe you're just like struggling with where to start. Like tons of people take some kind of multivitamin and it is important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. And AG1 Athletic Greens is a small micro habit with big benefits. So it's the one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Now, what does it cost? I could hear it through my computer. Okay. It costs you less than $3 a day. So this is cheaper than your cold brew habit. I'll put it on you guys. Cause my cold brew habit is getting so cheap these days. You know, I'm learning. Um, but no, it's actually, and it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements that it provides. Like if you got them all separately, this is cheaper than that. So you're investing in a all in one, some would say nutritional insurance. So get after it. If you're like, I want more information, go to Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Professional athletes are talking about it. Get Just do your research and just know Athletic Greens is a climate neutral certified company. And in 2020, AG purchased carbon credits that support projects protecting old growth rainforest. And for every purchase, they donate to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need. Okay. So they are helping, including No Kid Hungry here in the US. Now, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash dumbbells. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash dumbbells to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let's get back the episode. I was just being, I was just being a dismissive dad. I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Robot guy. Yeah. Yeah. You would love that. Yeah. 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 Hey, come help me with this. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good kid. Good Basically, kid. the Metroid thing looked like a spider to me and I really hate spiders like so much. And I was like, you can't yeah. get this. Please don't get like that one. And so he, he, he did agree that that would be okay. He found another one that he liked that's in the same family. That's great. Of the video game. That's but great. I was like, please. What? 
I and I felt bad asking because I'm like, it's his body, it's a tattoo, like sure. But God, he did so he didn't think thank God. Um but this I'm sad about his had meaning at least. Mine was <laughs> that it, it was a twenty dollar tat Tuesday at the Purple Panther <laughs> on Sunset. And I was we were <laughs> and we were gonna leave Los Angeles and I was like, Man baby, wouldn't it because I was hammered all the time. I was like, Man baby, wouldn't it be fun if I just got it? And she's like, Please no, I would just wanna leave. <laughs> Hey, we want to leave. Want to go? <laughs> we gotta get out of here. This place is so weird. Oh my god! I think they get a tattoo from a guy named Ace, <laughs> and then let's leave real quick. He was nice though. Um, dude. Yeah. The element of being. I talked with my la- last week's guest. She's also an actress, and I talked. We talked about like the acting okay. side of like bodies. Scarlett yeah, Johansson. Yeah, she was on last week. Casual. Yep. Um, we go way back. Um, but I also like. You know, I have gotten sent on auditions and like my the line I would always get in my like little notice thing on what they're looking for is like not a model. And it's like all caps. It's like Mm. whatever you Mm -hmm. send us, do not send us anyone that could maybe be a model. (laughs) I want regos. I want uggos. I don't want models. I want regos. I don't want models. So, uh, I want regos. <laughs> I want uggos. You understand? If I see one person in yeah, here. I want them at Warner Brothers. By five great o'clock. teeth and bone structure. Oh, they're gone. And I waddle, which you have to waddle. You have to really sell it. I am not a model. Yeah, waddle, sure. waddle, yeah. waddle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's like, it's also, it comes at you. It's like, comes at you from internally, just what you're seeing around. And then it comes at you for externally too, because it's like, they're, they have a look they want. I have, yeah. And they will use whatever language to pull in the saddest. I will. I don't know that I've... The saddest of, among us. I don't know if I've ever talked about this publicly, but I'm prepared to. Oh my to gosh. Know. Okay. Ooh. Um, Exciting. I was with a manager uh, that I'm no longer with. My management now is incredible and I love them. Um, shout out to Max. And so, uh, but my management at the time, the assistant there, I was pinned for a show, ended up being very successful. And I was on a string of emails with a bunch of executives. The assistant, my manager's assistant had put me on these emails by accident. Oh. It was like one of these things where like, oh, hey, uh, they're ha- like the executives are discussing. So like you're pinned for it. So like don't buy a Maserati yet. But here we go, buddy. Like one of these like things. And then it was just a series of emails that I should not have been on, was deeply not supposed to be on. They were like, yeah, he's like not fat enough for big fat guy, but he's like, he's like too fat for fat best friend. So we need to either, I guess we could go with this other person, but if we really want this guy, we got to either fat him up or fat him down. And then somebody else being like, yeah, but is he likable fat or is he like just fat, you know? And somebody's like, well, I hadn't considered which kind of fat he is. Oh and then they were like, gosh. yeah, because he's fat. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He's a fat guy. <laughs> and I called wrong. this girl. I called this girl and I was like, hi. I'll say her name was Amanda because it wasn't. <laughs> and I was like, hi, Amanda. Could you do me a favor? And she was like, yeah, what's up? And I was like, could you take me off this email thread? Uh, otherwise, I'm going to print it out and use it as a suicide oh my note. Gosh. Thanks. Oh my gosh. 
Oh and, my gosh. And she was horrified. Oh. And my manager called back truly like seconds later and was like, I'm so sorry. She's fired, whatever. And I was like, don't fire this poor girl. <laughs> Today's the worst day that she's ever having. Cause I just called yeah. and I was like, just, this is a nightmare. If we could, whatever. And then it was just like a day went by and they were like, Hey, so they're going to pass. They're going to pass. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. 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 So I got to live that and not get it. Sick. (laughs) But it's just like, but all of that to say, TV in particular is a business where like film is this thing where it's like artists get together, they make art, they try to sell it to a business and it's, and it's, that's the weird rift is how do we like market this Mm -hmm. thing that is whatever. TV is this thing where it's like General Electric wants to sell new toothbrushes. So they think that it's a good idea for this pilot to be this thing. So it's like a bunch of people that build airplanes for a living being like, we're going to make a television show. And it's equally as fumbly and bad as a bunch of artists being like, let's build an airplane because it doesn't make any sense. So you have people that have to have these companies hire people that have to have conversations where they're like, is he going to be, is he too fat for Miami? Is he fat enough for Indiana? Where you yeah. know what I mean, and and it's a goddamn nightmare, and we're never supposed to know about it. <laughs> like actors are not. It's like part of the agree, the silent agreement is like I'm going to let you have those horrific conversations because yeah. I cannot, I physically and emotionally can't because I have to be me. Yeah, the whole time, time I'm here <laughs> and I'm vibing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I'm just straight up vibing. But that was like that was one of the ones that really broke me and then truly like had the uh had like an audition shortly thereafter where they were like, Are you good with uh nudity? There's a bit in here we want to do. And like if you're a big dude, you get asked to do nudity a lot, truth be told, because it's funny to put you in a tiny thing. It's funny to have you be naked and running around mm-hmm. covering your bits because <laughs> ha ha ha. It's uh, that's so funny. I honestly it's like crazy I think funny. it's funny for anyone naked to be running around, <laughs> but I get it. Yeah. But if you put a, but you put a big guy in a little thing. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm dude. laughing. You put him in a little <laughs> teeny outfit. That's hilarious, dude. Why is his underwear so small? <laughs> Who'd have thought that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. God. <laughs> But you're you're so right and it is such a nightmare. It's a bummer, but it's also we it's I don't know, I think it's like it's why it's important to write stuff for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's why it's like it's why it's important to like let um you know, intersectionality be part of every conversation as it relates to art and content because it's not just about matters of you know, race or gender or anything else. It's like it's are we seeing different are, are are we equitably allowing people of all different kinds of ability to have a place at the table mm-hmm. to have a discourse and feel represented same thing with bodies same thing with cultures same thing with genders you know what i mean so and i think in general that's a thing that's like going in the right direction um i mean i'm grateful to have been a casualty in the war for it you know i'll tell you what and uh, <laughs> did you get a, a heart I really put a in my heart no what's I, 
Uh, yeah, I got a yeah, I got a purple heart that looks like the Whataburger symbol. That's what I got. That's what they give you when you're one of the when you're a soldier of the fat culture wars. Oh god! Oh god! No. Anyway. Well, I remember like I when know. I first got to LA, I had a woman tell me. Un- I did not ask her. I was at a a church potluck, by the way, and it was like not like. Mm. It's not like a Southern church. It was like an L.A. church. So this is like sure. my uncle who's a pastor at a church here. Very like they, you know, they're like easy breezy. OK, so I, I'm at a sure. church potluck. Woman comes up to me. What are you doing here? I was like, I'm doing comedy. And she's like, well, if you want to act. And I was like, I didn't say anything about that. But here we are. <laughs> like, I, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> she's like, if you want to act, you're going to have to lose the glasses and probably 30 pounds. And I was like, huh, interesting. I'm going to go set my plate of sides down and I'm just going to yeah, have yeah, like, yeah. and uh, just scrape in a third of the egg salad, <laughs> yeah. a third of the potato yeah. salad. You're like, macaroni this salad, <laughs> just the yeah, saddest yeah, lips. Uh, sorry. But I really was like, and then I started kind of looking around and being like, oh, yeah, you kind of need to be to get like, quote unquote, like commercial auditions or like that commercial mm-hmm. look or like you're saying the TV thing was like you have to be like as a white woman you have to be really really skinny or really really fat there was like not really any middle right. ground and I have been really like I always talk about that woman from Ted Lasso I think her name is like Hannah something but she has like she's like the older woman and she has like guns like big strong mm-hmm. arms and she's like tall and like I didn't have guns when I moved to LA, but like now I do. And I was like, oh, it's nice to just see it. Even if I'm never yeah, trying 100%. to be an actor, it's nice to just see it on screen because that means that slowly over time, women used to be scared, including myself, to have like muscular arms. They wanted to have right. toned arms, but they did yeah, not right, want right, muscles. Right. And and the truth is right. that's toned is muscle. Um, but we are, we're afraid. We, a lot of women were afraid. And so now you see somebody out there that is like applauded and looked at as beautiful. And then you're like, Oh, okay, well then I can pick up those twenties and not be scared that if I can bicep curl a 20, I'm going to go to gross lady jail. So, (laughs) (laughs) which people think isn't real, but that is real. If you get too muscular as a woman, they do put you right in gross lady jail. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. You can't be running around the streets. That's, I will say that's the thing. That's the thing that like, uh, I just, I will never, like, I just don't have to deal with. Like, yeah. I just don't. There's because I can still audition for 80% of everything. You yeah. Know? That's cool. That's and really cool. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 No big deal. Over here. <laughs> you know, and I get how hard it is for other people, but for me, <laughs> I'm it's crazy. I can do I can do whatever I want. You know what I mean? I can walk into anywhere and do whatever I want. It's so sick. So sick. <laughs> okay, George, so you're 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 punching now? Is this what you're where you're at now? I'm punching. I'm punching I'm punching now. Yeah, let's talk. Punchy let's now. talk. Where <laughs> are you at with are you still drinking cases of surge? I see them behind you. But are you drinking them or is it just like Oh no, vintage? this is art. Yeah, okay. This is just art. These are vintage surge. <laughs> I paid eighteen hundred dollars. No, um where am I at? Where am I at? Yeah, where are you at? I 
where am I at? Well, so I've been, um, I've been getting really into intermittent fasting. Oh, okay. Welcome to been digging on 2010. That. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shot fire, George. Well, I live in New Hampshire now, so it's that's the 2010 is just oh, happening. Oh, that's here a now. good point, man. I mean, my yeah, words. Everybody's excited about the Marvel universe <laughs> that's starting to roll out. <laughs> Nothing makes more um, sense. It would be hard to be such a tiny state. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah, they don't know about anything here. They, they're, they, ju- everybody's just now getting off dial-up. Um, <laughs> that I think is true. <laughs> that you know is true because of our foibles at the beginning of this. Um, no, I. So truthfully, I like that's been working for me and feels good. Um, I've been doing the eight sixteen thing, and I like that because it's a simple enough discipline for somebody as dumb as me to follow. No, I, um, so you eat. I really love for rules. eight hours. Yeah, and then don't for sixteen. For sixteen, cool. What's your when? Like, yeah. what are your times? Switch it up all the time. Ooh, switch it up all the time. Wacky, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I try to base it on knowing what I'm going to be doing on any given day. So, like, if I know that I have like, excuse me, I have a, I don't know, like a day where I'm going to be that's like evening heavy in terms of stuff I have to do or places where I might end up or whatever, mm-hmm. I'll try to n- not start eating until like truly noon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. To account for like people who are like, Hey, we're going to go get dinner and it's seven o'clock, you know? Um, but yeah. And I switch it up just to keep my body from getting into too much of a rhythm on its own. Cause I've, I've read in the literature oh, that yes, I've read. Yes. 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 Um, that's, that's a thing that a lot of folks have recommended. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we're pretty lucky up here in terms of where we live. There's a, a farm that has a year-round farm stand. Oh, that's fun. So they sell their own meat, their own produce, everything else. Uh, so that's like right up the road. So we have access to some pretty great local local meats in particular. That's great. Which is great. Yeah. So are you cooking at home? Are you Are you the chef? I don't cook at home. Crap. I don't. Wow. I, yeah. It's just that I don't. I First George, of all, I got you, incredibly lucky. You strike me as a person that would have so much fun cooking. Here's the, here's the God's honest truth. I cooked in restaurants for a long time. Okay. All right. Like I did it. And so it's any joy related to it is essentially gone. Okay. Okay. That's I love fair. putting a meal together. I love like planning out a meal. Okay. Um, Kate is an incredible cook. Okay. That's like nice. everything she does is great. I'm so lucky. So I don't, that's the thing. I'm also like, I get, there's a level of anxiety that comes over me when I'm going to cook. Mm. That is ho- horrifying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like the little, it's like so it's so deeply unfun uh, for me. Okay. Well, I, I'm sorry. Because I have to think about like timing stuff out. Yeah. Like I get to, I get into a headspace that's like not great. We can I can whip up some stuff like we might be living in a bunker. Like I can <laughs> I can whip you up some like some ramen noodles with like sriracha and peanut butter and like oh god hot dogs <laughs> cut up in it. Oh yeah, that made my tummy move. That was a rough. One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's called desire, bro. That's what your yeah. tummy just felt. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, so, yeah, okay, I don't so No, I'm have, not. I, I don't. You have post apocalypse. Kate has now. <laughs> She's pre. Yeah, right? she is now. She has pre apocalypse. <laughs> she has pre apocalypse skills. Yeah. You're like, yeah. you're like, my time's coming, but just you wait. Yeah. Anybody know? <laughs> yeah. Once we're living on canned goods, it's over for you fools. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you watch um, The Last of Us? I did watch The Last of Us. That just reminded me of that episode with um, the two guys. I can't remember their names now. Mm. But they were really good at post-apocalypse. Yeah, they were killing it. Or the the main guy. What was his name? You're talking about, Ron, episode, you're talking about episode three. Episode three. Nick Offerman and Maury... Murray, I want to say Bombach, but I could be wrong. I think that's just Noah. I think that's just Noah Bombach's last name. Well, I just really guy. was like, they are sitting. That the, episode was wonderful, though. I cried. I I ugly cried. I ugly yeah. cried. No one told me that the sure. guy ended up in a wheelchair at the end, and I think that mm. was. I think everyone was wrong for that. Because huge spoiler, <laughs> by the way. Come on, if, everyone guys, watched if you've not, it. <laughs> hey guys, if you've not watched episode three of The Last of Us, please note around forty-six minutes we do have a light spoiler. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> I'll put that in the intro. So if there's anyone that's <laughs> just a light content warning, we do talk about ramen noodles, hot dogs, and peanut butter together. If this is upsetting to anybody. We would recommend you skip forty-two to forty-four minutes. Thanks. <laughs> Have you ever been a flight attendant? Because that's like a perfect flight attendant voice. Thank you so much. It's nice of you to say that. <laughs> I would, I would, um, I can't think of a job that I would be less capable of doing because I'm terrified of flying. I am. Like, can you imagine I get, I get hired, right? I get vetted to be a flight attendant. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, hey, um, oh, uh, hi. Just breathing into it. <laughs> Uh, hey guys, um, flight 271, we're about to take off in, uh, hold on, what's that? Hold on. Yeah, no, I'm just doing the, you know, um, so. I can't, my face hurts so bad. The, we're gonna, there could be, there could be turbulence and, uh, um, um, click, it just goes off, I have to start. (laughs) If you're like supposed to like, as like a person on the flight. You're supposed to like, how bad is it? Look at the flight attendant, but you, mm. you're like, it's me. I'm just white knuckling it. I'm just, oh. just like dry heaving. Yeah. Uh, uh, just crying, <laughs> sobbing. I got rosary beads and a Quran <laughs> out. Leaving a, an emergency voicemail for your loved one. Yeah. Hey, babe, it's me. <laughs> it's happening again. We're going. Every flight. <laughs> hey, babe. I just want to say I love you. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I'm I haven't laughed this hard in a long time. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's so funny and so scary. It's so scary to fly. I hate it. I hate it, man. I I I'll hate be, it. I'll be honest. It didn't really. It. I never was scared to fly until I just watched this documentary. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You should absolutely never Jesus watch. Jesus Christ! No, I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna Google it now. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna Google it now. It's about that missing Malaysian flight. 
Yeah, okay, so it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Is that one? And I was like, I can never fly again. <laughs> this is it. And I used to give my dad, my dad told me he's scared to fly now. And he's and he told me it was because of 9-11. And I was like, oh, really? Come on. Like He's scared on. to fly now because of 9-11? Well, since 9-11, he's, like, he's been scared. He's like, listen, I've given it some thought. <laughs> what happened that day? Honey, are you following me here? What happened that day was so scary. Think about it for a second. You got airplanes. Hold on. Don't leave yet. Don't think about it too hard, Dad. That's the Don't point. Don't think about No, no, no. Hold go. on a minute here. You got you Have you heard about go. the fi- Have you this is the part where I light a shaky cigarette. <laughs> have you heard about the fifth plane? <laughs> have you seen that documentary about the fifth plane? No. No, and I should It's like a TMZ documentary about the secret fifth plane. What? Where oh, some God. guys escaped out of a hatch. It's a whole thing. You can give it a Google. Oh my gosh. I Yeah. Yeah, I so I it is scary to fly, but I don't remember why we were talking about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, my God. Okay, well. Flight attendant voice. Flight attendant voice. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's how we got there. <clears throat> Man, George, I am, like, coughing. I'm laughing. I'm crying. I'm snot. It's, I'm in a, I'm on a turbulent <laughs> airplane. <laughs> you're a sick person. <laughs> you're an unhealthy I'm person. Um. Wow. George, is there anything else you want to tell our listeners? This is it? Are we start? I thought we were having started yet. We talked. <laughs> hey, I don't want to tell these people anything. You got no. Do you have any other questions? Do you have any further questions, Your Honor? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where were you the night of September 11th? <laughs> okay. Um, Remember when it said, not leave, get out of the meeting? That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> you can't ask me this again. I I've been recording. asked. I am recording. Um, um, no, okay. I, will t- do you, I do have a 9-11 story. Oh, If you really? want one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah. the school, I grew up, where I grew up was right next to Otis uh, Joint. Joint Base Cape Cod, it's now called, and everybody smokes, takes pictures of them smoking joints under the sign that says nice, Joint Base Cape Cod. Nice. <laughs> anyway, so um, a stick guy is like, yeah, that is true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's the one thing he's gotten right about us. Um, so, oh my God. the day that that happened, first of all, I had a cat that was very sick, and I wasn't going to come to school that day. Because of my sick cat. Then my folks were like, you got to go to school. So then the phone rang in my classroom and my teacher, everybody was taking a quiz, but I, I was in seventh grade. Everybody was taking a quiz and I had my head down and I was writing. I was just doing some stuff. And uh, I look up and she's like on the phone and she's got this kind of ashen look on her face. Mm-hmm. And then um, – I was like looking at her and she like went out into the hallway and then I noticed other teachers going out in the hallway and talking to her. And I was like, Oh man, my cat died. I was so certain that my cat died. Like I was like, Oh oh my God. I was like, Oh man, they're going to break the news to me that my cat died. So then she comes back into the classroom and then whatever the duration was between plane one and just before plane two, um, a the fighter jets at the air force base that were just on the other side of the woods from us 
mm-hmm. like scrambled. And when the jets scrambled, you just hear, you like hear them kick on, you hear the burners, they just go. And these things came so low over our classroom that like a bunch of stuff fell off the wall and it was oh, really wow. gnarly. And wow. then truly like f- five minutes later, every phone in the building rang all at the same time. And then oh. I was in like fully in panic mode. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, something horrible is happening. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I moved on from the cat at that point. <laughs> okay, I was okay, like, we, see. something incredibly <laughs> bad is happening. Um, and then we got dismissed. We all got dismissed. Cause I think there was parents. A lot of those kids had parents that were part of the base and the base was pretty active that day during a lot of the strategic stuff that was happening in terms of um, getting planes safely to the ground and kind of monitoring the situation as was unfold. Anyway, so that was, I remember that day incredibly well. And then my grandmother picked me up and I was like, mom, what happened? They were like, we got bombed. And I was like, what does that mean? And then she didn't explain. Oh my God. Oh they my bombed God. New York. They bombed the Pentagon. Got bombed. The, um... <laughs> That's how she talks. I swear to God. She's like, they did. I don't know. They had planes and it was, oh man, it's horrible. I don't know what's going on. That's the rest of the podcast is you just talking in this voice. It might be. Could be. Play your cards right. I mean, I was on the I was on the West Coast and (laughs) you were gonna say I was on the plane. I was I I was on the plane. George, I have a story for you. All right. (laughs) (laughs) My dad thought about it for twenty some years and now he's scared of me. Yeah. Yeah, he's just sitting back one day in his chair. No, I'm scared of that. No, I'm scared of that. <laughs> no, I'm scared, I'm scared of, of that. that. Yeah. No, but so it's always like when I hear stories of people that were like over in that area. Yeah, it's just like we were just so far removed. It was so, it still affected us like emotionally, but it didn't like sure. we didn't hear. You see, you like, also, I imagine, woke up. You woke up into the world. Where it had happened, right? It was as opposed I was, to I was in jazz band on. To, I've talked about it. I was in trombone mm. sectionals. The, it was the zero period, so we were up an hour before, and we were wow. in jazz. We were in like trombone sectional, and somebody came in and was like, "I don't know, plane just crashed," <laughs> and we were like, "I was like, I don't know, we're working on like." some sick ass riffs in here like leave us right alone. yeah sorry dude we're doing tequila in here <laughs> we're we're literally in the middle of fucking lowrider dude run <laughs> kick bricks God. The, fuck? <laughs> the fuck it was like second period when we're like oh oh yeah things are deeply we were, bad we were bad we were bad for that a uh, wrong thing. yeah so um well george do you have any questions for me i'm a personal trainer now i I haven't always been since you've known me um do you have any questions for me uh honestly i feel like you have been since i've known you for forever i feel like you were and it was just waiting you know just in there just tossing about yeah do you love it do you feel like you love it is it do you feel i do love it it. you know what i what i what i have realized i miss is like is like coworkers, which I know also comes with its own, you know, nightmares. Sure. But, and I, I think I am an extrovert to like a flaw. Mm. And so there is a level of being a personal trainer that I, I love it. 
and it does give me sort of like fulfillment in a way I've never experienced from a job before. Sure. But the, it's lonely. So at least this version, like where I'm like my own business and my own entity. So that element is like, I like to figure that out. Um, but it's also really hard to like find a community or start a community. Um, so that's where I'm at. I love, I love the job. The job is wonderful. Here's a question I have fun. Here's a question I have for you. Okay. And this is something that I can identify with, sympathize with, et cetera, et cetera. Do you feel like, do you feel like the culture, do you think, do you feel like fitness culture keeps more people from getting into it than could get into it? Or do you think that, what I basically mean is because there's people like I, it, I've sort of gotten to see from afar your meteoric rise to sure. you doing what Thank you're doing you now, for, which I think is no, that, but seriously, yeah. it was such a cool thing. Cause I was like, cause I remember they, I remember like very early on, we were like posting things. We were like, here's a thing that I'm proud of that I'm doing in my fitness. And it was like, Oh, that's, that's rad. And then like cut to now, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's been remarkable the thing that's been really great in our conversations about it, you and I, and in the experiences of everybody else who's worked with you is that there's not a sort of caricature of health and fitness that is part of your deal. The way that with some people there's like, they kind of present, like I think for dudes, I can only speak to my experience Cause I don't care about anybody else's. No, um, I can only speak to, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, all right, mad dog. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Mad dog. Mad dog was coming through on that one. Um, but no, like, uh, there, you know, there's like that Viking looking guy. That's like, you know, he spits out his water and he's like, go to the fucking gym. You know, there's like that guy. Sure. And then there's the, like the YouTube ad guy. Who's like, you know, carbs and cardio, that's not going to get you the body you want. But for $8,500, you know, and so it just makes me, (laughs) there's like a thing about it that just makes me be like, I'll just stay fat and sad. Like, this is so, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But do you, I know what you mean. Yeah. Do you, um, I don't know that I even have a question, but like, do you, how do you avoid that? How do you avoid those people? How do you not? I just think it's, I think you have to find people that you resonate with. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. And that's like, I, I have like, I have four, like, what, it's like, like, um, love languages. Like, there's like mm-hmm. a way you, you naturally are giving love to people. And then you have to like also like find out how they want to be loved back. Right. So then if that's not your natural way, you have to kind of learn a new way. And that's kind of like with like fitness, like I am, I respond to a certain level of like a certain version of a trainer. I am right. not that version of a trainer. Right, so right, right. I resonate with other people that kind of need someone who is like willing to 
work with them. I say that in a way that's like, maybe everyone should want that. Um, but you connect with people so naturally. Like that's the thing that you've always been very yeah. gifted at, you know, just as a human being, but also as a comedian, as a performer. And, and so like, it makes perfect sense that doing this, you would also have a community of people around you that are, that feel like safe and comfortable training with you because they don't feel like they're dealing with all the other stuff. Yeah. Cause all the other stuff, man, it just is, it's like, it's just nightmare fuel. I had somebody recently where I was like, I mentioned the intermittent fasting thing. Like they were trying to, f- I was working a gig and they were like, Hey, do you want some of this? Like whatever cheeseburger salad soup we made or whatever it was <laughs> something. That, and I was like, Oh, actually, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm all set. And they were like, Oh, what do you not eat? Whatever. And I was like, no, I'm just, uh, I'm doing, I'm fasting right now. So it's just, I'm outside of my window, which I felt like I felt better than them to get to say, which is good. Absolutely. Which is part of it. And I, yes, oh, thank part of God. It. It's a big part of thank it. Thank God for my <laughs> superiority complex. Um, I'm outside <laughs> of my window. Thank I'm sorry. You, I'm outside of my window. No. I'm fasting right now. Um, uh, working on my dietary plan. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this person took it as an opportunity to explain keto to me. They were like, I'm a keto, I'm a certified keto expert. And a thing that you should know. And I was like, I'm like, Oh, I'm living a pop up ad. Like I'm in it yep, right now. You're yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and I, I swear to God, I was like, it goes to the part of, I think my attic brain. That's just like, I give me that fucking soup. I'm going to, I'm just, fuck it. Who gives a shit? Fuck this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If it'll get you to stop talking to me about this, uh-huh, I'm just going to, uh-huh. like, I was like driving home and I was like, I could just get McDonald's. I was like pissed. And I was like, I, rage eating McDonald's is not going to make me feel better about this person <laughs> that just annoyed me. <laughs> I'm not well. I'm not saying I'm well. I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't know. But I think oh, it's well. a sense of, t- I, I think I'm bringing it up because it's a thing. I think a thing that has been a hurdle for me and why I have to trick myself into physical exercises yeah. of any kind is because like the boxing gym that I have been a part of is a lot. It's a predominantly uh, male centric gym, but they're all incredibly positive dudes. Like ego does That's not true. factor in, in like a very re- real way. And when it does, like people get hit very quickly. And then that stops, which like, I think right. is awesome. Is like nice. I really do. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, so what you have is like the day that you walk in immediately, people are like, Hey, like, c- you know, c- come in. What do you know? What do you like? Who do you like? Do you watch boxing? Do you know how much money? You're like, Oh, what are you into? How long are you train for? Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. We're going to do this. Okay. Grab that. You know? And like, whatever. And it's wonderful. And like my recovery community is also like that. So it, that was also a very easy transition where I was like, oh, okay, cool. These are people that are just like genuinely trying to lift each other up. And the mm-hmm. second that it goes to the mindset of like, brother, if you're not going to understand that if you're not committed to this, I'm like, actually, you know what? I'm not committed to anything. I'm packing a bag. <laughs> like, I'm going to move them. <laughs> yeah. The bag was packed. I'm just taking it. I'm going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 No. And I, I was talking to uh, one of my friends the other day who she has gone through oh just like life has handed her like a bag of shit and mm-hmm. she's trying to carry on and yeah. Scarlett she Johansson has, like, last week's <laughs> guest just one more time I wanted to bring her up but she's like gotten really into fitness and I was mm-hmm. I was like um, I was like, are you going to be a trainer like me? Like I was just teasing her. She yeah, has a sure. real adult job and stuff. And she was <laughs> like, yeah, I do wonder like what, to what end? Like, I don't want to be a bodybuilder. I don't want to. And I, and I think, cause I remember having that thought too. And I think like, 
all of these people on the internet, like Instagram really gets <laughs> like, just like, it's just Instagram training life is a lot, but it it's like, don't you want to get here? Keep going. Tr- get this, get that. Never stop. Never sleep. Look like this. Never always have a goal, which I like all that. Always have a goal. That's a funny last one for me to say. Always have a goal. (laughs) That's like actually a good one. Yeah. But it's like, I think it can be very easy. Like as soon as you type in like how to like Bosu ball workout, it's like one I've done. And it's like, as soon as you type any like fitness thing into your, into your Instagram, it's like everyone that's ever done hashtag fitness for the day. And it can be like very overwhelming sensory overload. Yeah. hundred percent mental, emotional. Like I can't commit to this forever. So I can't, that was my thing. I can't commit to this forever. So I won't commit to it at all. Right. And, um, and it was Melissa, my best friend, you know her, um, but she was like, she's like, what if you just did it for a month? Why, what, what if you just like stopped, worrying about the whole time you're wow, alive. It's crazy that she had exactly the right thing to say and was so immediately <laughs> helpful and is a genius. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think for my clients, I think that like, I have a lot of clients that come in and they're like, I, I really don't feel good today. So like, let's just like do like low key. So I'm like, okay, so we start doing low key, but by the end they're like, Hurrah! like right. they're like, they've, because like it, like people want to feel good. People yeah. want to feel strong and like going through like, well, I, I might be able to get strong for like now, but like, what if I get injured or what if I go through something hard or what if I have a kid or what right. if my life is implodes? And it's like, yeah, all of that. Is going to happen. We're yeah. all human beings. So yeah. We're all going to go through all of it. And finding someone, finding a place, if it's a place, or finding a trainer, or finding just like, hey, for now, this works for me. Right. And I don't know how long it will work. Because maybe at some point my shoulder won't allow me to punch anymore. Right. So like what day when that happens... I can either look at it and say all is lost or I can say, okay, well then what is next? Right. And I think like the Instagram fitness culture doesn't show, or it's very rare to show those types of situations. Right. Like I look at some trainers that I have followed in the past that their body never looks like it changes. Like they always look like they always have a six pack abs. They always have real, like real, like strong definition. Right. And I'm like, how do you in a f- born female body, how does it never look like you retain water? How? Right. How? Right. I am upset. Like, so I try to make a point of just like whether or not I feel like showing my body, like I kind of need to, to show some of the moves that I'm right. doing, not in a, an annoying way, but like you need to be able to see like my back if I'm doing something. So it's like, even if I don't love what I am seeing in my own terms of my own brain, I go, well, for the person out there that is struggling with 
my body isn't enough. Let me just put mine out there as an example of like, my body changes weight every freaking day. My body weight goes up five pounds, then it goes down eight pounds, then it goes back up two pounds. It's all over the map. And I used to be really frustrated by it. And now I'm like, okay, well, right. <laughs> I'm on the ride. Right. So I think for me, I'm just trying to put out what's authentic to me. And it is not easy because I am a trainer and I live in Los Angeles and I don't love all the angles of the things that I have. But at the end of the day, this is my body. It's not who I am. Right. And something we have been talking about in our house, this is kind of morbid, but it's like, if you've ever seen a person that has died, you're like, that's not that person. Right. It's the weirdest thing, but it's like the only thing I can think of to be like, that is not me. Right. My body is not me. Your body is not you, but it also you want your body to be healthy. Right. So you have to like treat your body in a positive way, but also in remembering I can do push-ups all day, but if I'm a shitty person, what does that get me? <laughs> yeah, right. I think there's also, but I think there's an, another angle to it that's like our, our body is both ourself and not. And what it isn't is a product, right? So it's yeah. like, yeah. So it's like, if I'm just in this thing, I do have to take some level of care in it because I am stuck in it. And it is the primary means by which I get to do all of the things. But it's not the, it's not like the full sum of the thing. You know, I say this as somebody with a remarkable sense of vanity for a dude uh, who's like a, (laughs) you know, like a St. Louis six, you know what I mean? Oh my God! When you're saying the t- the ten from every town comes to Los Angeles, oh my God! I will say like I'm like a I'm like a Los Angeles six, but you send me back to Portland, Oregon. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm a freaking eleven. Tell you what, dude. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Listen, I'm when in I the get on that plane. I'm like, bring it on, baby. I'm, I'm like about the, to be hot. I'm like the king of the balds and beards up here. They're like. They're like, oh my lord, who's that iron worker? And I'm like, everyone, slow down. I'm an actor, and I I write poems. I write little poems and and pluck an instrument. I pluck a lute. I write my little poems. They love that too. Yeah, they well, (laughs) where? Because it ain't here. I'll tell you what. (laughs) Iceland. Iceland. Yeah, that's the next. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, I'm beloved in Reykjavik. I just don't know it yet. <laughs> All right, George, we got to wrap this shit up. Okay, Tell gotta, people where they can find you, where they can stalk you, well, they where can, they can see you. They can cash me outside. How about that? Um, That's they, it. I am on Instagram at George Barber Music. I have a record out through my record label, Dead Archer Records, on the 21st yeah. of this month. <gasps> called yes! called Sanguine Songs. That's going to be out. Um, Man, I'm glad you said the name because I would have panicked. Would have never made you say it. Sanguine? They, Sanguine? I was I was deeply asked to. I was asked to not call it that, and then I uh, did anyway. Um, Sounds like you. Yeah, yeah, that does sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, this might be a bad idea. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> I'm Count in. me in. Um, so that'll be out the 21st. 
And um, that's about it. That's the big. Where can people find it? Just go to your Instagram and follow it. the link. It's on all of it. It's okay. on uh, Apple, cool. Spotify, Amazon, Ubes, Tubes. Oh, great. Anywhere you stream cool. music. So. All right. Well, do you want to do the sign off with me? Yeah. What's the sign off? Sign off goes like this. Okay. I say train dirty. You say eat clean. Okay. And then together, eat, live in between. Okay. Train, train dirty, dirty, eat clean. Eat clean. And live in between. And live in between. And we do that. We both yep. do this with our hands. Yeah, we do the little hang loose. Yep. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do one thing before. Okay, everybody. I'm out. What <laughs> happened? Why? So bad. Yeah, what just happened? <laughs> Everything about you changed. <laughs> I know. It's because Stanger usually does this part. And okay. So I, uh, I like, I feel like How I like him tried to like ghost, uh, ghost vibe. Like yeah. Stanger. How is he? You know, he's, he's good. He's busy. I gotta you say know? something. So I'm, I'm not. I gotta say something. I love that guy. I've always loved that guy. Was always, he loves you. He was uh, always so nice to me, and I looked up to him so much, and he was always so nice to me. He was sad me. he wasn't here. And it uh, it always meant a lot to me, so I thank him for that. He's a wonderful human being and a remarkably funny dude and, and yeah, cruelly he's, handsome. He's medium funny. Let's be, let's be realistic. Okay. Medium funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me try again. Okay. Okay, take two. Um, yeah, okay, just get ahead. <laughs> I'm out of me, Ryan Stanger, wherever you are. George Barber, thank you for joining us in the weight room. We would like to remind everybody out there listening to train dirty, eat clean, and, and live, live in, between. in between. All right, we did it. <laughs> we did it. All right, I love you, pal. That was a headgum podcast. 